1: War Auburn fans, welcome to Hitchcock Heckler's, your source for Auburn baseball news and discussion. Part of the E2C Network, a family of podcasts discussing Auburn athletics. Brought to you by the Auburn Baptist Campus Ministries, serving Auburn students since 1961. And the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. I'm Chandler, and uh, this is my co-host Clint. How are you doing today, Clint? I'm good. It's always, always great to talk about a good couple
2: of wins against a team like Alabama.
1: Well dang, I thought you were gonna say it's always great to talk to you, Chandler. Well, but no, but but it is, it is, it's always (laughs) great to be. Um, well, right now we sit at twenty-nine and twelve. We're nine and nine in SEC play, and uh, first off. We apologize uh, for not getting to record. And I think this is now three weeks. Um, we've had <laughs> scheduling technical difficulties. Uh, Clint has moved to Jacksonville and is living in Jacksonville now, and it's just been um, on both ends just a difficulty. But I think we finally have it. And let's, uh, let's hope so, because you know we had we had a full
2: hour episode last week following the Mississippi state series. And because of these technical difficulties, we couldn't even get that out to editing. So hopefully what we have now will circumvent most of those
1: issues. All right. So let's get started. Since we've been gone, Auburn was swept by Arkansas, uh, scores of two to one, 13 to two and five to four. Uh, the two to one game was especially tough because when Casey Mize is pitching, you always want to get the win uh, because he's, he's the best pitcher in base in college baseball right now. So it, for us to lose that one, that was, that was tough and that just got the weekend off to a bad start. Yeah. You know, you always want
2: to support a guy like Casey with some runs and Auburn's really struggled with that this year. And, You know, the Saturday game was mostly a fluke. Arkansas just got the bats going, and Auburn couldn't keep up. Uh, Sunday, in the cold, it was a very cold weekend in Arkansas, but Sunday I thought Tanner Burns pitched really well. Um, And again, Auburn just couldn't keep up. Um, Turned out to be a walk-off win for the Razorbacks just to, you know – it it really felt like auburn wasn't going to win that game. You you could tell something was going to happen and it did and it's it's a shame that it happened like that and auburn couldn't take one of those but you know it, it it's been a rough couple of games for this auburn baseball team and that was just part of it.
1: Yeah, I agree. And the 5 to 4 loss, uh I think it Calvin Coker came in at the end there and he he struggled and uh, we'll talk about it more later in the episode, but Calvin just hasn't seemed like himself uh, the past two or three weeks, and that's kind of concerning. Um, but we'll uh, we'll talk more about that later on. But next up was Auburn traveled up to Sanford, uh, but they well their their bodies traveled up to Sanford, but <laughs> nothing else did. Um, physically mentally they were not there uh they lost 12 to 3 and it was it was just an old-fashioned butt kicking yeah
2: and you know as we tried to discuss last week and unfortunately nobody but just the two of us heard it that's a really weird stadium it's a hitter's park the ball travels weird things happen when Auburn and Sanford meet in Birmingham and you know, just it was weird for many reasons again this year, but it was good weird for Sanford, not very good for Auburn. Auburn had a lot of guys injured and resting them. Um, Josh Anthony had an ear infection at the time, and Auburn just couldn't get the bats going. And you know, it was it was good to get some guys a little bit of playing time. Davis Daniel actually came out for, you know, I think an inning in the middle of the game, which was really odd for weekend starter, but you know as we saw um in the Mississippi State game you know maybe maybe Auburn's trying to uh, groom Hillman to something other than a a weekend starter yeah and
1: and we saw that this past weekend but uh more on that later <laughs> um but We're trying to get
2: through this quit so we can discuss some
1: really good stuff later after the Sanford game um we hosted a series. uh We welcomed Missis- the Mississippi State Bulldogs to Plainsman Park for a three-game series. And if I remember right, that was – was that a Friday and then a doubleheader on Saturday? No, it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. Was it? Well, I've – we're going to talk about so much baseball, it just all gets bundled up in there. <laughs> but anyways – We took two out of three versus uh, Mississippi State with a two to one victory on Friday, uh, a seven to two loss on Saturday, and then Tanner Burns came back and uh, got us the seven to five win on Sunday, and that was really the because we only had two runs on Friday, uh, two runs on Saturday, and then Sunday we scored seven runs and. That was the start of, I think, seeing our offense start to heat up. Yeah, I would say so. And you know, I think you can't
2: talk about this weekend unless you talk about Friday night when Casey Mize had another complete game, nine full innings, nine strikeouts on the on the night, and you know, he he proved why he's a top MLB draft pick in just a couple of weeks and. When you when a guy like Casey's able to go the entire way and keep that bullpen intact, that's what allowed Auburn to win that Sunday game. Unfortunately the bats didn't come alive on Saturday, but you know, Sunday Sunday was a pretty good outing with a seven run sit inning and while Auburn's bats haven't been very good, you know, probably the three three to four weeks prior to that, they seemed to actually perform decently well if they were able to string a couple of hits together. And that's exactly what they did when they scored those seven runs. It was just bat to bat to back hits. And that's about all that Auburn could do, but it's all they needed to do. Auburn's pitching really performed well with Tanner
1: Burns and Cody Greenhill tad teaming to finish that game. Yeah, that was uh that was good to good to get the <laughs> momentum rolling because We have we had struggled in the start of SEC play, uh, facing Arkansas, Kentucky, Missouri, and the Texas A&M series. We won to begin SEC play, but after that, we lost three straight series to Arkansas, Missouri, and Kentucky, and so it was good to see Auburn get back on track with a series win versus Mississippi State, and um, very encouraging. for the following uh, following games, and the uh, the momentum continued. Um, we welcomed UAB to uh, Plainsman Park. I think it was on Tuesday. Yep. Uh, and uh, we got the victory twelve to two, and that was just a old fashioned thumping from the start <laughs> on our end. Um, their pitcher from the first inning struggled to throw strikes. Did he? And I don't think he even recorded an out before I'm, he was pulled. I'm not pulled. sure he did. I don't think he. I don't. He may have. He may have recorded one, but that was it. But um, we we just dominated from start to finish, and that was encouraging to see in that midweek game because UAB UAB not. A normal good UAB team, but they're not a bad UAB team. Yeah, they're 16
2: Um, or they're 16 and nine following that game. And, you know, like you said, they're not a great team, they're not a terrible team, but they're always going to come out and fight. And, you know, you said previously that this was your favorite game of the season, and I think it had something to do with all the dogs in the stadium.
1: Yes, the bark in the park, there was. 177 little doggies <laughs> all around Plaisman Park and me and all the white sorority girls were just overjoyed. <laughs> and I cannot say enough about how happy I am to just see a cute little doggie. And you can take my man card for for this speech, but I do <laughs> not care. I love dogs.
2: Um, well, I was I was kind of jealous because... I was here in Jacksonville, Florida, which it's great. I like it. But my dog, Ginger, got to go to her first baseball game and absolutely loved
1: it. Ginger sat in the front row uh, part of the game with me and your brother, Daniel, and she just loved it. She was overjoyed with her little cute pink toenails, and (laughs) it was just an amazing experience all around. I I wish I could have been. I mean, it's like – it's like a child's
2: first something. I wish I was there with my, you know, 12 or 13-year-old dog for her first baseball game.
1: <laughs> hey Clint, but you know what was more amazing than Barking the Park?
2: Oh, gosh, what?
1: This past weekend, baby. This past
2: weekend. <laughs> yes, I would say so. The
1: Tigers what, traveled. What happened? The Tigers and I traveled to T-Town and... Um, we gave Alabama an old-fashioned butt-whooping. Uh, <laughs> that, that's the nice way to put it. Yes, that is using clean language in the nice way to put it. Um, Friday night, it was a 19-5 <coughs> to five victory. Um, a what? Yeah, 19-5. Uh, you say, well, and in past games he has it. We say Casey Myers has not gotten a much run support. Friday night, Casey <laughs> got guys it. received run support. That um, he did. Nineteen to five. And I wanna say that was the most run scored in SEC play since I wanna say two thousand and four. Uh, probably. Um that was I think that's correct. Well, just just wait. Um <laughs> I that guess mark didn't last long. Just, yeah, just wait. The Tigers said Hold up and then they came out Saturday and they put it on them. Uh, we played a a doubleheader on Saturday. Uh, the, the get, first game started at five o'clock. Due Which was to,
2: absurd. Yes.
1: Well, that was for multiple reasons. Uh, first reason was due to TV. Uh, the game was set to be broadcast at seven and they came on air at seven. And, um, that was the first reason, and the second reason was Alabama had uh, their annual A Day game, the football the running game. of the Gumps. Yes, the running of the Gumps in town um, on oh, Saturday. So Auburn was... has played baseball and football at the same time. That's yeah, that's no excuse. But Alabama, they they just I don't I don't even think they know they have a baseball team. Well, after this weekend. They don't claim this baseball team. Yes, um, but there was I, th- I think probably eighty to eighty five thousand Gumps in Tuscaloosa <laughs> uh, on Saturday. Oh boy, and, not making any of friends on here tonight? And let me tell you, I saw. I think I saw the most mullets I have ever seen in <laughs> one place on Saturday. It was oh, it was impressive, man. but uh. Auburn started off the night with Tanner Burns. And wow, Tanner Burns, what what a performance. Um well he went seven innings, gave up four hits, had seven K's and zero runs, and the Tigers got the five to zero victory. Um this was his first SEC win, and Tanner Tanner was dealing. I, I think, in my personal opinion, it was Tanner's Best start of the season. Would
2: I would I would say so, and you know, Bama didn't really make it tough for him. But you know, when we tried to record last week, we had a pretty good discussion of, you know, do you leave Tanner in the Sunday starting spot, or do you move him to Saturday with Davis Daniel, ultimately losing his weekend starting spot? And and I'll I did. Think- I said keep Tanner on Sunday. Yeah and and I did too and you know we Boy, we had the <laughs> we had the thought process of you know pitchers are such habitual uh creatures that you know if you move it by a day you'll you could probably mess up something good especially for someone like Tanner and you know like you said that was that was a fantastic move and I he felt I I thought that he felt really comfortable with that spot you know he's the, he's definitely the number 2 guy on this pitching staff and, and and just performed well. And thankfully he got a lot of help. Um, You know, he, and he didn't need it at the beginning. He retired the first 11 batters he faced and, you know, through seven scoreless innings. And, and, and I, I was impressed. And that's the Tanner Burns that we've been expecting. And we've seen flashes of, but that was probably, like you said, his best outing, just start to finish.
1: Yeah, I I totally agree 100%. <clears throat> um but and that was really that was really the only game that I'm glad uh I'm glad that our pitcher showed up because we we did only score I say only 5 <laughs> runs. But in comparison to the rest of the weekend, that was only. Um because after the 5 to 0 victory the Tigers came out, and Andrew Mitchell got the got the his. I think I want to say his first weekend start of the year. Yes, and Andrew did well. Um, he, Andrew was not. I, I'm. I'm not. This is not a bat. I'm not bashing him, but he was not very efficient. But he still he did well. And, yeah, and, Andrew went four and a third innings.
2: Gave up two <laughs> runs on two hits, struck out six, but walked four, um, and, and threw eighty-seven pitches. So, like you said, not very efficient. Um, he really struggled to, I guess, get his pacing and um, get comfortable on a fresh mound at the beginning of the game. But I think it was about an inning or two in, he he kind of got a good rhythm. It just you know he he had a lot of three ball counts and you know walking four guys is not a really good stat for a starter and you know he, i i was impressed with how he performed after his initial struggle um you know do you keep him as that sunday starter i think that'll be very interesting to watch this upcoming week um i i think it, i think that sunday starter could very well be tba until after the end of game two for the weekend, you know, there were thoughts that Cody Greenhill could get that start. um, But he pitched in game two and the commentators were actually suggesting that, you know, maybe you, it's only 30 minutes between games. Maybe you keep um, Greenhill warmed up. You go through a simulated inning in the bullpen and keep him a little warmed up and maybe he could go out and start that second game of Saturday's doubleheader but you know he he had a long um, last inning and I think he was upwards of about 45 50 pitches so that scratched him for the start but you know I thought that was a very interesting discussion Um, I don't think Auburn would have gone with that I think once uh, once Auburn pulled Greenhill out of the bullpen the that idea was completely out of there, but, um, yeah, I think, I think it'll be really interesting to see who Auburn uses as that third game starter going forward.
1: Yeah. I think, I think again, this weekend we will see Andrew Mitchell, um, if I had to guess, but it'll, it'll be interesting this weekend to see who what the rotation is completely because, um, I'm curious um, whether Casey Mize will pitch on Thursday night because that just gets – I don't know. It gets his groove off a little bit. I'm curious to see if whether we put him – just keep him on Friday night for the game too. Um, that, I mean <clears> – <throat> I don't know, you tell me, I, I mean oh boy, that's I didn't even think about that
2: with Florida being a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series this weekend. Um, <clears throat> I, I think that that's an interesting point. I don't think it'll happen um, with um, Florida more than likely going to be throwing uh, Brady Singer. you know yeah. that that that's a top five pick matchup um you know casey number one i saw one mock draft as i was putting these notes together a singer being drafted number 10 he was the number one pick overall last year in those mock drafts um you know last year's game auburn got to singer really quick and it the the matchup that we were hoping for you know wasn't there it was a good thing for auburn but you know if you were looking for a good pitcher's duel it wasn't you know, it wasn't that great? But I think we will definitely get that this weekend. Um, I just, you know, game ones are so important in yeah. the SEC and college baseball that I
1: just don't see Auburn I
2: sacrificing it, it for
1: for lack of a better term. Yeah, I, I totally, I totally agree. But before we move on to Florida, can we, Clint, can, we wrap up? can we wrap up? baseball? Clint Richardson has put together. Some great, wonderful stats. I love these. Can I go through? I I just want to read these off to you. Oh, come on. Um, Well, let's alternate. (laughs) Okay. Uh, You you can start. Auburn, this was the first series win versus Alabama since 2011. So seven years. So it's been a long time. But this was. Buddy, when we did it, we did it big. (laughs) That's true.
2: This was also Auburn's first series win against Alabama in Tuscaloosa
1: since 2004. That's correct. Uh, it was the first sweep versus Alabama since 2001. It was the first sweep in Tuscaloosa since 1976. 1976. That's that was 19 years before I was born. Uh, <laughs> I I was not even thought about at that time. <laughs> Were your parents uh, even married at that time? Um no, I do I do not think so. Uh I don't I'm not sure. I can't think of when they got married. It was sometime in the mid eighties, I wanna say. <laughs> I know. Right, keep going. Um they had Auburn had the first shutout, Tanner Burns on on Saturday in the first game. Versus Alabama since nineteen ninety. That five to nothing win was also
2: the first shutout in Tuscaloosa for the Auburn Tigers since nineteen eighty. So we made
1: some. That was that was a pretty good history. It is that is quite the SID work by Clint Richardson. (laughs) Um, But I think the most exciting factor that we saw this weekend was the bats are truly back and truly, I mean, just rocking it going do into you, the Florida series. Do you think they're back? Because oh. a couple of weeks ago we thought Auburn was getting a little
2: bit back on track after, a, you know, I think Auburn scored, what, 13 runs against Alabama A&M in the midweek and then God um just destroyed against Arkansas couldn't find the plate so well, you know, Auburn hit, Auburn hit 380 this weekend against conference opponents uh, outscored Alabama 44 to 10 Florida's pitching and defense is
1: going to be completely different yes. are the ba- are the bats truly back um i think they are back uh whether they will like whether they will score Fourteen runs against Florida, probably very, very likely no. But all you need is one more than Florida. That's true. But will they? Will they? I think will they hit hard hit balls and put some balls in play. I think they will. I think I, the Tigers I think so are see, or I think they're seeing it well, and they're they're coming into this series with momentum, but.
2: Speaking speaking of people seeing it well, I think that we owe somebody a lot of credit this weekend. Um, you know, somebody that has been beaten up in the, the media, in the lineup itself, and just probably in his own head, and that's Josh Anthony. This kid has not been seeing the ball very well the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, he's been dropped to the nine hole and... You know, got got some really good hits this weekend, including a really big home run. Yeah. And you know, I just hope that that helps his confidence so much more because it's just written all over his face when he gets up to the plate that it's it's not going to be a good at bat for him. And I, I hope and hope and hope that Josh is back <laughs> as well because we could really well, use his bat.
1: That was exciting to see Josh back and. Before before Josh's home run, I'm going to give a special shout-out to uh, Matt Arquera. Uh Matt said that Josh is going to hit a home run right here. And sure enough, he hit one right over the left field wall. And uh, so, special shout-out to him. But the guy that I thought you were going to say that has been getting uh, kind of beat up in the media and – Question second guess by Auburn fans was hitting coach Gabe Gross. Um, because the Tigers came into this weekend in hitting an SEC play, a batting average of 199, and that's that's not good. Well, following that 380 against Bama, Auburn
2: rose, Auburn, um, you know, bettered that batting average by I think 37 points. And they're now up to two thirty six, and yeah. and and if anything is said about Gabe, it has to be his amazing clap back at some hecklers at Bama.
1: Yes, um, so we don't, you don't have to say names. So I was sitting there, and this this one individual, <laughs> that, that's name I will not mention that you know personally. Yes, was just tearing up Gabe, uh, huge, and the umpires. Huge Alabama fan, but he was tearing up Gabe and the umpires, but especially Gabe on Gabe. I don't know how many of y'all remember this, but Gabe also played football in his time here at Auburn for a season. Yes, for a season, and was was back and forth with Ben Leard, uh, for the for the job. And Gabe Gross was not that good of a quarterback, but Hunter to put it nicely. Well, excuse me, I did not just say Hunter, but <laughs> um, this this heckler was yeah. was giving it to Gabe throughout the night and or throughout the entire throughout the both games the entire night, and kept saying Gabe Gross. You, you were horrible at quarterback, you sucked at quarterback, and said it molt, like 10 to 15 times. Well, at the end of the eighth inning, when Auburn had gotten up 20 to 5 and at this time had outscored Alabama 44 to 10, which is what it <laughs> ended up being on the weekend. 44 to 10, remember this. Uh, what was that? One more time. 44 to 10. Yay! Uh, Hunter, or excuse me, I did not just say Hunter again. Um, <laughs> this heckler shouted at Gabe as he was running back to the dugout after the eighth inning. Uh, Gabe, you still suck at quarterback. And Gabe just, I, Gabe had had enough of it, and shouted back at this heckler, "Not as bad as y'all do." <laughs> so. The heckler shouted, the heckler shouted, you suck. And Gabe shouted back, not as bad as y'all do. And that pretty much summed up the weekend. And also made my night. Yeah, um, yeah no, <laughs> that was, oh man, that was amazing. Gabe, Gabe's a first class guy. And, um, it was, I was all talk- in good fun. I was talking to to Butch this afternoon out at practice. And, I told Butch I loved what Gabe said um, to Hunter because – I'm sorry, I did not just say that name again. (laughs) But Butch actually asked me about this individual that I know personally (laughs) and asked me, was he a a good guy? I I, I said, yes. He is a good guy. He just has too much Bama in him. Oh, man. um, But I I asked Butch about – what Gabe what Gabe said after he ran into the dugout and he said that Gabe immediately apologized and said sorry coach I, I I just I I couldn't handle it I didn't I shouldn't have said that but it just came out so um but that was that was that was probably the most fun part of the night and when you outscore your opponent 24 to 5 um yeah, you know, on Saturday, twenty four to five, and saying that is the most fun part of the night. That's saying something, because <laughs> I, I saw a, because I saw a lot of offensive performance. I saw a great pitching performance from Tanner Burns, but that just pretty much summed it all up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, um, speaking of great performances for the week, um, you know, like we try to do every week, we try to pick players of the week. And Chandler and I cannot pick the same guy, even though there have been times that we have fought over who to pick. So, you know, I, I'm going to go first, just so he doesn't have a chance to take my guy, which I don't think he is. But my star this week was Edward Julian, And I'm, I can't say it with the French-Canadian flair like he would probably prefer and the radio guys can. But Edouard was four for 11 against Alabama scored five runs and had five RBIs and he also hit two home runs and now he's at nine for the season
1: which I does that lead the team uh that does lead the team yes because Brett Wright has eight Um, all right so now
2: Edward is in the lead for home runs Chandler who did
1: you pick for well, player you, of the week? You said your player of the week went four for 11. Yes. Well, I'm going to one-up you. As, oh, boy. As I, as I always do. Um, my player of the week is none other than Stephen Williams. Went six for 10 for, for the week. Scored seven runs. Had eight RBIs just versus Alabama. Um, I mean <laughs> – I think eight RB. I think seven runs scored in a series is pretty good, and a six batting six hundred in a series is also pretty good. Um, he oh, hit home run. Hit home run number seven on the year, um, and he reached base eleven times versus Alabama. Uh, I,
2: I think I, we haven't talked about this, but I think you would agree with me on this one that as a um, honorary mention. Brendan Venter gets on here with his big grand slam in, I think game three of the weekend. Um, you know, he, he struggled a lot at the plate during conference play and it was nice to see him. He, he struggled this weekend. Um, I think he was Oh, for eight at one point in the, in the series. So him getting a
1: big smack on that ball was yeah. probably going to do a lot of good for his confidence. And also, I, I I want to make sure to mention uh, Edward Julian's home run that he hit, or, or his second home run that he hit. Auburn was leading seventeen to five in Game Three, and Edward just teed off on a ball. I mean, <laughs> yeah, ever it still hasn't landed. Yeah, that was that was had to be one of the furthest balls that I've ever hit. I've ever seen hit um, in person. I mean, he just absolutely demolished that ball. His, and, um, they,
2: they kept showing the replay of this first home run, and it was, you know, depth perception isn't very great on that camera, but it looked like it was very close to clearing the fence
1: that goes to the parking lot. Yes. And, I mean, it was just a incredible, incredible exclamation mark, um, for the, on the series and on the night. And I don't know if I've mentioned this yet, but, um, we swept Alabama and outscored them 44 to 10 on the series. Uh, I just wanted to make sure to mention that. Um, so that was, and we, we have to mention, um, last year, uh, how Auburn came into the series against Alabama, ranked number four in the nation, and Alabama comes into Plainsman Park and sweeps us. Well, let me tell you, this was just some sweet revenge and a long time coming uh, for Auburn. Yeah, last
2: year was probably the most difficult series that I've ever sat through as an Auburn baseball fan, especially that 14 or 15 inning marathon with one of the worst umpire calls you'll ever see in your life. But I think that wraps up uh, Alabama and the past couple of series, because we've had a lot to discuss. I think it's time we turn our attention to Florida and not just any Florida, but the number one team in the country, Florida, the defending national champions, Florida, and the Florida that probably will win bat to bat national championships. Well,
1: before we talk about Florida, hold up. Uh oh. Auburn hosts a midweek game tomorrow night versus Samford. Uh we welcome them to Plainsman Park. And it would be nice to get revenge on this the twelve to three beating they gave us <laughs> in Birmingham, uh to say the least. So it'll be uh it'll be fun to see. And I kind of, um, I'm going to go out on a limb here, um, but I kind of expect, I don't, I don't know. I, there's if multiple you don't say guys, it, I will. There's multiple guys that could get the start. I, I'm going to say it for you then. Davis who, Daniel gets the start. Okay, so I'm going to disagree with you there because uh, because Davis threw, a think 60 to 70 pitches on 53. Okay. 53 on Saturday. And that's, uh, and that was late Saturday night and Tuesday. That's a quick two day turn two day turnaround. Yeah, to pitch you're right. You're right. On that many pitches. So I am curious to see if Elliot Anderson gets to start. Um, yeah, and Elliot had a really good week. Yeah, he's not he's not I don't think he's started a single game this season, but I think he is I think he's our best option that is available uh for for tomorrow night because of the third Thursday, Friday, Saturday series, I think we're going to pretty much sit our 6 to 7 weekend guys and we're going to try we're going to probably get some pitchers a lot of time that don't that do not get a lot of opportunities yeah you're either
2: gonna see you know Auburn roll one or two guys which I don't think is very likely or throw a lot of guys for maybe an inning um you know Auburn Auburn worked a couple of guys pretty hard um you know like you said Davis went four and a third Andrew went four and a third Calvin only went a third of an inning for 21 pitches um Mm -hmm. I think That's we might option to I start. think we'll see coker um i I don't think he'll start. he didn't start very well last week against uAB no. um, you know you could tell that it just wasn't his typical routine uh, they said during the broadcast that he started a, I think he led the country in starts in his Juco season before coming to Auburn and he's just been in the bullpen ever since so you know I, I just don't. The starts just don't seem right for Calvin Coker. Um, I think yeah. Davis could probably come out for an inning if he doesn't start, just to, you know, a simulated um, bullpen series, maybe. Um, you know, Jack Owen has gotten a lot of starts in the midweek. So, yeah. you know, it's, it could be anybody. Jack Owen,
1: Ryan Watson, Elliot Anderson, Davis Daniel are all possible, uh, possible starters, possible <laughs> names. But, um, anyways, we'll move on to the. To the weekend series, which is kind of rolling over into kind of making it a week a weekday series, into and then rolling the last game into the weekend. Uh, it's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series, uh, the first of the year. But I was thinking about it. All three of the last four series, Auburn's going to play are going to be Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Oh really. So so that'll be interesting to see uh the the uh Florida series this weekend and then we come back home for Vanderbilt and you have a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But then the series at Ole Miss is Thursday, Friday, Saturday and the series where we welcome LSU to Plainsman Park this Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So it'll be uh it'll be interesting and in, uh to see how the Tigers adjust to that and uh I'm looking forward to it um because uh me and a friend are going to hopefully make the drive down Friday morning um and get there in time for the game Friday and then stay for Saturday's game but uh Florida sits at 34 and 8 on the season 14 and 4 and leading the SEC and Florida has looked like the number 1 team in the country and yeah uh they've they've won All six of their SEC series so far, two out of three versus South Carolina, two out of three versus Arkansas, three versus Vandy, swept Vandy, two out of three versus Tennessee, two out of three versus Kentucky, and swept Missouri. Yeah, Um, and, you know, this team is just loaded top
2: to bottom. Um, We already discussed Brady Singer. He's a top five, top ten draft pick pitcher. He's just got some, you know, he's one of the best pitchers in the country. Uh, Jonathan India is an absolute monster at the plate. He's actually hitting about 420 on the season since conference play started. He's hitting about 500,
1: so we we might see Auburn pitch around India a couple of times. One name that gets so often forgotten about, but you can't you can't forget about, um, is Jackson Kowar. Um, who was – he's kind of in the position that Casey Mize was in last year. Um, he is usually Florida's Saturday starter, but he is being projected as a top-ten pick in the MLB draft. Um, and that's kind of the position Casey Mize was in last year with Keegan Thompson. Keegan was getting that Friday night start, but Casey Mize would come in on Saturday and just absolutely shove and was being was being talked about as a high pick in the in the draft and as we see this year being projected number 1 overall uh it's it's interesting to see uh that how how i think those two are very similar to each other um and how Jackson Kowar is so often forgotten um but Florida has a just an evil break one two punch with Brady Singer and Jackson Coar. And I mean, you wonder why they're number one in the nation. Well, it's for a reason. Yeah, and I think I think a a successful weekend of course will be to
2: win every game. That's that's the ultimate goal. Um if not win the series. I think Auburn really, really needs to take one of these games. Um, you know, I don't think it's this is a bad Auburn team that just is looking to steal something. I think that this Florida team is just that good and Auburn needs to keep track with what they've been doing. Um, you know, last year when Auburn swept Florida to start conference play, I, that, that feels kind of fluky. Um, you know, that, that's a team that wasn't going to lose many games on the season, going to win a national championship. And, um, You know, I I don't see Auburn sweeping Florida in the swamp. Um, It's kind of hard for me right now to even imagine Auburn winning two of them, but hopefully Auburn can get the bats going. Um, You know, you don't have to score 44 runs to win a game or a series. You just got to score one more than
1: the opponent, and Hey Clint, but we yeah. did score 44 runs in the Alabama series when we, we outscored did. Alabama 44 to 10. Yeah. I just wanted can to make sure you... to include that. But um, <laughs> can we can we copy paste that over to this weekend? I I hope so. I I, I wish we could, but um, as you say, I I really think that Auburn stands a chance uh, taking actually winning the series. Um, I just – I love the way the Tigers are playing, and Casey Mize – any night that Casey Mize pitches, you're going to stand a likely chance of winning. Uh, I know he's going against Brady Singer, who's one of the best in the nation as well, but Casey Mize is the best in the nation. And I I – we're going to stand a chance to win when he's on the mound. And then I love seeing Tanner Burns come into his own – this past weekend, pitching seven innings, giving up four hits, and I think that Tanner is going to have another good performance. I don't know why, um, but I just feel like he's coming into his own. And any night that you have good pitching, uh, you have a chance of winning. So it'll be it'll be fun to see what the Tigers do uh, this weekend. But I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to making the trip and. Um, I hope you can join me for the Saturday game, I'll um, try. but we'll, uh, we'll see if we can pull it out. I hope so. Oliver needs to keep this momentum rolling, especially against a team like Florida. Yeah, but that'll, uh, I think that'll do it for us on this episode of Hitchcock Hecklers. Uh, before we leave, we're going to tell you how you can c- connect with us. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at GolfWizKid, G-O-L-L-W-I-Z-K-I-D. You can follow me on Twitter at ClintAE24,
2: and you can check out my website, the Auburn Uniform Database, at
1: AuburnUniforms.com. Well, this episode has been fun, and uh, remember 44 to 10, War Eagle. <laughs> War Eagle. <laughs>
0: That's going to do it for this episode on the E2C Network. Thank you so much for taking some time to tune into our show. A couple reminders for you listeners before we head out today. If you're interested in joining the E2C Network team, make sure you give us an email at e2cnetwork at gmail.com, and we'd be happy to discuss that with you. Also, make sure you're checking out the variety of episodes on our podcast we have coming out each week, as well as our blog post on e2cnetwork.com. Specifically, make sure you're checking out Facebook Live sessions that we have called E2C Live and Auburn Fan Chat where you, the listener, can get involved in the show and have your voice heard. If you're interested in connecting with us and giving us feedback, there are a variety of ways to do that. First, go online to iTunes at SoundCloud and Google Play. Please subscribe there and give us reviews there as well. It helps spread the show and lets us know how we're doing. If you're looking to find us on social media, you can do so at Facebook, Twitter, instagram and even youtube just type in e2c network and that'll get you there once again our email is e2c network at gmail.com and our website e2c network.com and i want to thank the auburn bcm and the auburn uniform database once again and thank you the listeners for tuning in each and every week it's always great to be an auburn tiger and war eagle